Hey guys, what's going on? It is Filmcast episode number 23. Oh, this is our Jordan podcast. That's uh, right. I'm going to score 40 in the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome on in. I am Isaiah Bryant. With me as always is Alex Green. And uh, hey, so uh, this is our 23rd episode. Welcome on 23. in. Um, last week we reacted to a lot of stuff that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, Joker, Ad Astra, talked a little bit about stuff coming up. Uh, Gemini Man, which you might mention a little later. Yeah. Um... But this week, we're going to talk about an actual movie, and it's going to be the start of our Halloween-ish theme mm-hmm. month, because, I mean, it is October, the best month of the year. And the movie was <laughs> definitely filmed in, you know, October-ish. Yeah, it definitely had a fall-type mm-hmm. vibe. So this week, we're going to be talking about uh, 2014 film, It Follows. David Robert Mitchell. Um, David Robert Mitchell, the three names guy? Three names. You need all of them? <laughs> it's like on, on Talladega Nights. When they say never trust a man that has two first names, this guy's got fucking like three. David like, Robert Mitchell. <laughs> just rearrange them, play the anagram. And like you could call like in the military how they call you by your last name. Mitchell. Mitchell. It's like that's the first name. Can't get you. <laughs> Not here, Mitchell. That's my first last name. Yep, like, there you go. <laughs> but uh David Robert Mitchell, great good little filmmaker. Um it follows as a good movie. Um his newest movie, Under the Silver Lake. Um, Andrew Garfield. I haven't seen it yet, but I haven't either. Uh, good reviews. People, yeah. I hear good things. It's very much in the similar vein of like that thriller type. Thriller, and it looks a little humorous too. Yeah, and um, kind of the one thing missing from this one is a little bit of humor. It had a little dash of it. But, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna talk about it. Follows. Um, good little film. I remember seeing it follows uh, in the theaters. Um, me and some friends had just gotten together for that night. Like, oh yeah, we'll check out whatever movie. Mm-hmm. And it was the only movie that we hadn't seen yet. Because I, like, I can't remember the week that it came out, but it came out between, you know, usual fare, like an Avengers movie. Yeah. Or a Marvel movie and, you know, other shitty horror movies. Kind of foreshadowed a little bit. Yeah, or definitely did. excuse me. And I mean, it's a smaller movie. It's a um, $2 million budget, but it's also, uh, I think this is, this was his first picture but I want to say it was the first distributing from Radius. Um, it's like a um, subsidiary of Weinstein Company. Mm. Oh, the infamous. Yeah. Um, but it went to all the festivals and won awards and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But when it came to theaters, it was just like a little little shindig. It was like a small movie nobody really heard of. It follows. It was like, all right. But we had seen the trailer, and the trailer was just so intriguing. Yeah, it was. Where it's just like, oh, this thing just follows you. That's it. It follows. It takes forever to get to you, but... Yeah, it's never going to stop. Yeah, so, like, it's... How do you sleep? Oh, no. I don't know how you... <laughs> you have to, like, mathematically calculate, like, how fast it walks, and then... Yeah, they... have to... But... <laughs> so, the crux of the story is that uh, Makai Monroe plays a young girl named Jay. Uh, a guy with a girl's name. That's cool. Um, she plays a young girl named Jay who's teen-ish she's an older sibling but you know whatever she's got a job and stuff yeah she you know hangs out with the kids what I assume suburban America does mm-hmm. uh, but basically she meets a guy uh, they have a good night they go to the movies have a nice little date mm-hmm. and she sleeps with him in his car no big however uh, the guy neglects to tell her until afterwards when he has her chained to a chair more more or less that he has a what's essentially a sexually transmitted disease um but it's a mythical curse yeah so basically anyone that sleeps with a person that has this 
gets the curse passed on to them so that the being, whatever it is, follows them. And if it catches them, it's going to kill them. In a horrible way. Yeah, the very first opening scene is a girl that, uh, not Jay, but just a normal girl that's had a one-night stand. She's coming home, and she's chased out of her house. And she's just like, she's barely clothed and she's freaking out. And she, her dad, she won't answer her dad. She won't answer the neighbors that are outside. And then we immediately like smash cut to her on the beach and she's just dismembered yeah, and torn apart. And so we know they show you right up front the consequence of like getting caught by this thing. It it, it doesn't do it quick either. It, no. It, it beats the hell out. It, it's, it's it'll rough. do whatever's necessary to get you. Yeah. But um, Jay wakes up and she's chained to this chair. And the guy isn't a bad guy. I know that's bad, but let me justify. Uh, in the story sense, he's saying he does this in order to show her what it is. Because him telling her, she wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Unless she saw it with her own eyes, she would never well, know what he did. Then if she dies, it's back on him again. Very true. So, so if, like, if, the person, <laughs> if the person follows, <laughs> follows. <laughs> if the person that follows gets caught, then that person dies, and then it reverts to the person before that person, mm-hmm. and then it kills them and goes all the way back in the chain. It's it's original. It's essentially a chain email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't pass this on, you're gonna die, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh, oh man, how many of those did you not pass on? <laughs> oh my god, all. I didn't. I didn't send any of them. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> oh, well. MySpace is the thing that takes me out. I deserve it. <laughs> hey, you know, there was a whole bunch of other ones that weren't even chain ones. It was like, if you're reading this, you're just screwed. Oh, yeah. Like, you, <laughs> you have know, no like, choice. Yeah. You're going to wake up dead. Yeah. So. How do you wake up dead? <laughs> well, you go to sleep alive and you wake up dead. <laughs> but if uh, she does, uh, while she's tied to this chair, see the being as it like kind of takes the form of, an, of just a normal old lady. Mm-hmm. And the guy that she has the one I stand with kind of explains the rules to her right up front. No, it was a naked lady. You're right. Um, a lot of nudity in the uh, Follows clan. Mm. They had a lot of naked people in this. There's a yeah. dude standing on top of the house once. There's Same junk hanging out. Ari Aster, too. Yeah. Like they're naked cult people. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Oof. Hey, man. Do your thing, <laughs> I guess. Whatever makes a good movie. <laughs> naked people standing in the dark is creepy. I watched I Takashi Miike, so, you know, you can't phase me. <laughs> Uh, but it is a good little, um, uh, you know, the best thing in horror movies is to know the rules. Yeah. If you know the rules in a horror movie, then the movie can flip it all kinds of ways as long as they're following the rules. Mm-hmm. So this movie tells you the rules right up front. <laughs> yeah. Like, Just, it's, uh, yeah, rules are great. Uh, it's never going to stop. It's never going to, it can take shape of any person you want. Uh-huh. Or any person it wants, rather. Takes person takes shape of people you know. It'll like wait and bide its time. Like it'll. Uh, that's one of the things I noticed. I guess it's just a tribute to the filmmaking because uh, David David Robert Mitchell. David Robert <laughs> it's like Mitchell. the principal calling your name every time I say that name. <laughs> Please report. David Robert Mitchell. But basically, I, he's also the writer of this, so he wrote and directed this. Mm. And that's one of the best parts of it is that he kind of builds that tension out of this thing will not show up. For days at a time. Mm. Like, there's there's a point where Jay does contract this, and as she goes home and, like, you know, deals with her friends and everything. But, like, there's a point where nothing happens. Like, a solid, like, sun up, sun down, three days. Yeah. And it's things like, yeah, I'll just, I'll get there. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll find you. Just keep going. 
I wonder, like, what would happen if you just flew to Europe? Uh, yeah. I wonder how long, like, basically you get to stay there for a few months, maybe a year, and then it finally shows up. It's like, well, time to fly back to America and Man, wait but another he, few months. Here's the thing. What if it turned into somebody on the plane? I think well, I mean, it's just as long as... There, because it's tethered to a person, as long as there's other people around, it can manifest. I mean, that's how I, mean, I it, kind of viewed it. it. No, it just walks forever. You, like, yeah. If you drive to another city and then come back, maybe you got a day before it shows up again, probably. True. Walking nonstop at a steady pace. like Yeah, which was... And super that's slow. one way walking. to do it. It just keeps coming. That's really all... It's just... Uh, yeah, and it doesn't care if you're in front of a bunch of people either. Like, it'll kill you in a crowd. That's very true. And so it is, um, the being which follows Jay throughout the movie is invisible to other people, but it can affect the real world. Yeah. And, oh, excuse me. It's, and also, once it's injured, it can be, uh, like, its blood can be seen, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, not even really a ghost, it's a physical being, like, uh. I imagine, like, if you weren't paying attention, you could bump into it, like, on the sidewalk, kind of. It does, it's tangible in a way. Yeah. Like, and I, that, I think that makes it a little more terrifying than if it was just like, oh, she's being haunted by a ghost. It goes through walls. It's like, no, no like, it climbed through a window. It's... Yeah, it's like, and there's a one point where it breaks down a door, mm-hmm. like, and it'll shapeshift into any size person... Yeah. Any, any person necessary, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the creepiest part of this whole movie. Like, he, he transformed into, like, a giant man with, like, sunken eyes. Like, oh. it was like, whoa. And that was a big part of the advertising, too. Mm-hmm. When I saw that in the trailer, I'm sure if you guys have seen the trailer, um, where the eight, it's like a guy, uh, it's a real, uh, he's a real actor. Uh, he's, like, seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. And he approaches through a hallway and comes in a door and, like, leans down yeah. through the door. And he's terrifying. Into the doorway, like, just like, whoa. Like, right guy. behind somebody. And it's just, like you're in your safety of your own home, and this giant man is just coming at you. Yeah, like, you can't, he's unstoppable. Dead face, just coming to you. Like yeah, so um, Jay is kind of a uh, she's a normal suburban teen. They live in Detroit. Um, time period is really indistinct. They don't tell you. Cell phones are a little weird. Cell phones, yeah. The girl has, a, I mean, the now infamous clamshell phone that yeah. she has. It's just like a, it's a compact almost, like a makeup compact. Mm-hmm. But it's a phone. Yeah. It's a, or an e-reader at the very least. Mm-hmm. Like we see her reading books on it. And they got TVs with knobs on them. Yeah. Um, the kids are watching like old space adventure movies and like uh, kind of like Lost in Space or Lost in, uh, what's the, remember the Will Ferrell remake? Oh, um... Uh, land, land of the Lost, excuse yeah. me. They're watching those type of ex- big exploring programs. Yeah, in black and white. Which, like, these kids don't do that. I, I, like, even hipster kids don't do all that. Yeah, I know. It's like, what? And, like, you guys live in Detroit. I know nobody. In the, like, I'm going to go home and watch Red War films just because... I like. I live in Detroit, but I want to live in Paris and watch. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all. But she has like a good group of friends. Mm-hmm. And they're all her age, and then there's a little sibling. Is it her sibling? I can't remember. I believe it is. Her, there's like so. a younger sibling, but anyways, there's obviously the normal. That's why the time period is very indistinct because there's like normal '80s tropes yeah. of like, oh, Jay's the awkward but pretty girl. And there's the nerdy guy that's in love with her. There's mm-hmm. the nerdy friend. There's the hot guy. Oh, the musical score is super. 80s. Oh, that's right. And then, and it's by uh, uh, what was his name? Disaster. Oh, let me get it right. But uh, he's basically an electronic artist. Mm-hmm. 
So they kind of kept that throughout. Mm-hmm. Very 80s influence. Yeah, definitely. Disaster piece. There Excuse you me. go. But, uh, yeah, no. And like I was saying earlier, the one cool thing I really love about this movie is the the weather. Uh, mm. It really just matches the tone. Like It feels like it, Halloween's around the corner right. uh, during this movie. Just the leaves and the overcast and the wind and all that. It's like captured beautifully. I, I love and I think I want to say um, we uh, they did use wide angle lenses, so they kind of wanted to capture all mm-hmm. of that environment. But I, I mean, I wonder, I would wonder how much like direct light they used, you know, natural light, just because mm-hmm. it looked it, like natural light. It really did, and also Detroit right before winter time when it, you know the sky turns to gray because all the snow. Mm-hmm. Right before that, it's really beautiful. You know, like yeah. I said, there's leaves are changing colors, like shit's actually freezing over. Yeah, and this movie sets that tone of like, oh man. Fall's coming, like, and it's in the air. slow sloth monsters coming for you. Like, Just wants to come kill you. <laughs> so, so basically, Jay, uh, she gets together with a group of friends, gives them the 411, and they decide that they need to find this guy to ask him questions and confirm and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's like, hey, that was... Yeah. It was a dick move. It was kind of a dick move. It's just like, hey, man, can we at least, like... Yeah, it's just like untie me first. Work like, together here a little bit. Like Yeah, so he the dude uh does tie her to a chair, shows her the monster's real. Yeah. Then he drops her off her house, which has to be the most awkward car ride ever, and then he pushes her basically out of the door. Um and just like naked on her front lawn. He's like, <laughs> Alright, fucko. That's a real dick move, man. Yeah, it was like uh, especially after giving somebody STD. Especially, you know what I mean? Like, or, excuse me, STC, <laughs> sexually transmitted curse. Very yeah. bad form. I, I would have played it cool. I'd be like, hey, it's really cool up on that upper floor of this abandoned building. Wanna yeah, go and you want to hang wanna, out? You want to go check out the Smoke moon? Smoke a doob or something? Like, you know, it's just something. I don't know. And then when the, um, you know, the monsters come in. Then you can be like, oh, by the way, stay away from that. Yeah, this thing's probably going to kill you if it ever touches you. It's definitely going to kill you if it ever touches you. <laughs> uh, and then it's going to come kill me because you're dead. So don't die. So we both have an incentive here just, for uh, you to be alive. Keep, keep running forever. You know, never slow down. <laughs> but it, it's so she gets together with her friends and try and find old boy. I can't remember what his name was. It was, it was a kind of douchey name. To be honest with you, douchey name for douchey guy. So we can do. Yeah, what are you gonna do? They're all sitting like the yard, having like a powwow, and it's like, you could have done that from like, uh, and how she doesn't want like punch him in the face and kill him, right there on the spot. That was one of the coolest things is that, and I guess that's part of why the budget's so low. To talk about that, but there was a scene. There's multiple scenes where the him and the friend, like her and her friends, are just hanging out, and she's like. Picking blades of grass and lining them up on her leg. Like shit you do when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very simple stuff that's cinematic. Which yeah. is like what the hell? And it's the added effect of like she's looking while her little circle of friends is around her. Mm-hmm. She's looking at everyone walking past them in the park because yeah. anyone could be this thing. Yeah. And no one else can see them. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's perfectly a laid tension yeah. on top of just like this innocent moment where she's... It, it, I guess that's maybe the point of it is like this is her innocence fighting with the STC. Yeah. Whereas, I, but it's, it's uh, uh, did that for no budget at all. Go yeah. sit at the park. <laughs> so simple. And how, I mean, how hard is it to just have someone 
walk slowly towards you with a dead face. You know what I mean? Like yeah, makeup does half the job. Yeah, and some and not every character, not everything you turn into is scary looking. So it's like you didn't even have to do a lot of hard makeup on some of them. Right, some like, of the people are just actual people, especially because mm-hmm. um, obviously she still goes to school. I think she's in college or community college, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, it, as she's in school, like. That's the first real instance of like, oh man, it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a hallway full of people, and you don't know who's coming after you. Yeah, and if you're in a tough crowd, if you're in like a big like classes of kids exchanging classes and going to different rooms, all that traffic in the hallway. Oh you yeah, be walking in there and you could just bump into it, boom, right get there. grabbed by somebody right there. Because it's just, I mean, it's pretty easy to spot it when it's coming towards you from a distance because it looks, it's looking right at you. Right. Dead set on you. Yeah, like so. But when you're in a crowd and you can't see past everybody, and it's just right in front of somebody, and then it's boom, bump shoulders. Yeah, no, I, you have nothing to do but. Uh, and the whole school is going to look in horror while a ghost rips you apart. Like, yeah, you can't, it can't be seen, so they're just seeing you get dismembered in the middle of the hallway for yeah, no reason. It's like she's dismembering herself. It's, it's, like, a, it's a metal way to go out, though, I will say. Yeah. If you're going to go out. <laughs> I really liked um I mean I think all of it helped build the atmosphere like the the sense of fall um the sense that it really could be anyone mm-hmm. and a, like we said the wide angle lens it kind of shows you the entire scene like you can see all the people in the scene and in the audience especially in the theater like everybody's looking at who could it be yeah like we're all looking at all the people in the background too like it's such an engaging yeah uh, element to kind of use mm-hmm Man, I. It's great. It's a great idea. It's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. concept for a horror movie. And um, David Robert Mitchell said that he he thought of the film after he had recurring dreams of being followed mm. uh, when he was a little kid, mm. uh, which kind of what made me want to ask you: Do have you had any? Uh, we're getting in the spoopy kind of territory this week. <laughs> have you? What's what's the worst kind of dream you've had? Like for, as a kid. Um, I wouldn't say it was. Little, I'll tell you mine. You tell me yours. I wouldn't say it was like. It was definitely weird, and I didn't care for it, but it wasn't like a nightmare. Uh, you know, like the the seats that babies sit in, like the mm. high chairs. Like, Yeah. Um, well, I was like, I had a dream that I'm in one of those right in front of a pool, and it tips over, and I go into the pool. And then I, I'm not, like, suffocating or anything, but I'm at the, you know, like in the at noon in summer like how you could see like the light reflecting at the bottom of the pool oh uh, yeah I'm just at the bottom of it you're kind in the of... Nevermind album cover <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I'm at the very bottom of the cool pool though um like my stomach is laying flat and I'm kind right. of crawling and I can't find a way to go to the surface really I'm not suffocating or anything but it just in the dream feels like it went on for like eight hours and I happened and it happened a couple times I had that dream very interesting and and I eventually always get out, but it always felt like in the dream that like hours were going by. Hmm. Me just never finding a way to just go up. Like at right, all. it was just weird. I had that multiple a couple times. Interesting. I I mean I only asked just because David Robin Mitchell said that he had that he had a dream of being followed in his youth, and I, mm. I didn't have an. I mean that's a really interesting concept to me, just like dreaming of something that fucking insane. Yeah, just seeing the light reflecting on the bottom of the pool. Yeah, you know? I mean I I never had one where someone was following me. I guess kind of um, way back in the day there was just, there was a little old show you guys might have heard of called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh-huh. Uh, as you guys may know, your boy Zay is a big fan of vampires, so. <laughs> 
but I watched it way too young. I was like eight years old. My mom said, don't watch that episode. Mm-hmm. She said she wanted me to go to bed. It's going to be too scary. But basically, there was a whole episode about these gentleman-looking guys. And they're like zombified, kind of gray dudes. Uh-huh. And they're in suits and ties. I think I've seen memes with these guys. They probably have. Um, and they float. They don't walk. But basically, they come in and steal everybody's voice. Uh. Not terribly scary, but the presentation was mm-hmm. there. So I had a dream, like, I want to say every three months as a kid, where these things were chased. Not, not chasing me specifically, but I knew I woke up in my apartment, in my bedroom... And I knew I was being hunted by these things. Like, I knew they were creeping down the hallway. And it was pitch black outside. And, like, I knew they were coming. And I was, I was still, like, a nine-year-old, like, an eight- or nine-year-old. And I couldn't do anything about it. Man, I had to use a dream catcher, actually, to get that dream out of my head. Even mm-hmm. if that's just a placebo pill type thing. I mean, hey, placebos can yeah. help sometimes. But I can remember it now, which is strange. Ah, it just came back to you. Huh? Maybe I'll make a movie about that. <laughs> I mean, David Robin Mitchell did it. <laughs> I, I have one more where I was being chased around the house by this. It's a Marvel character, and he's. Um, but it's a uh, looks like a pterodactyl man, kind of. Uh, I know who just of, who you're talking about. I can't remember. <laughs> it looks kind of just exactly like that. It's green. It has like a human like legs and torso. Yeah. Pterodactyl, pterodactyl wings and a head. But it was running. I was running laps around the house, like trying to get away from it. And then I go to my door, and I slam it, and I lock it. And then I'm in the dream, I'm like, oh, this is a dream. Like, and I just literally was like, <laughs> oh, wake okay. up. I was like, hey, right, never mind. I, it went from a bad dream to where I was like, it's my world, and I can So they beat Freddy. <laughs> You're not real, Freddy. Dream warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's such an interesting thing. I feel like... Being followed in dreams yeah. specifically, which I mean, I guess it follows comes from. I feel like that's maybe specific to humans, mm-hmm. but then not because I mean, every every animal that has a predator, yeah, has that whole survival instinct thing of like, oh man, I'm being chased, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. But humans don't really get that anymore because we're out of the food chain, sort yeah. of. But we still have like instances of like fight or flight, or in David Robert Mitchell's case, like he dreamt about this for years and years. That's gotta suck. Like I can imagine Oof. that those dreams, like, I, it's kind of like the pool thing. It's like if it's just following you, but it's not killing you, right? And it's just like make it stop. Like why? Right? Like that's that's freaky. That's weird. A lot of times that shit's totems, though, man. It's supposed to you know tell you tell you something about your life at that point. I mean, yeah. David Rodman just says his parents were going through a divorce when he was having those dreams, mm. so. Might have played a part, you know what I mean? A lot mm-hmm. of those times it's a message. Yeah. But, hey, man, put it in a screenplay, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think this was a really well-written movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are really believable, even though they're weird 80s, like, claymation cliches. <laughs> um, the girl, Jay, they, her and her friends run, they find the dude, they talk to the dude. But he can't do anything for him. He just gives them more information, basically. More pro tips. Yeah. More pro tips. Didn't have to tie it to a chair this time. We could have just sat peacefully in the yard. Could have just had a conversation, bro. <laughs> I mean, whatever. But um, throughout that, they divide. Uh, they get attacked by the monster. Uh, they're on a beach. Remember the beach scene? Yeah, they're just chilling. They're hanging out. She's got her back turned to the trail. And 
And it comes right out of the tree. No one's there. No one can see her to warn her. Yeah. But what happened, her hair lifts up like a Super Saiyan. Like, That's it just right. Because grabs her hair. And the, everyone looks at her. That's how they knew she wasn't fucking crazy. Because they were like, what the hell? Like, Yeah. And that was the first real... I mean, it had been it had been tension-filled before, but it hadn't really been scary yet. Mm-hmm. Like, there had been moments where it was like, you were uneasy. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really... Scary, scary until yeah. that point where it's like, oh shit. Like when they go through, they're on the beach, but there's like a little shack, I'll say. Yeah. Like a little uh, little Boat workshop or whatever. Or um, but they escape through that and they lock the door behind them. And the creature transforms from a big person who's banging on the door, banging on the door, to a little kid who crawls right inside. Just, just, there's an insane scream. Yeah, and it's oh, also it's, the uh, the boyfriend or like good guy character. Um, he gets kicked. It kicks him, and mm, then he goes flying several feet. Like, that's right. Like he, he gets really injured. Mm-hmm. It kicked him like, which I would normally think that would kill a man with how far he flew back. But still, this thing's got insane super strength. It really does. I mean, that's how we. That's how he's able to rip people in half. So. And was this when they had the gun? Is this the first time they used the gun? I can't remember. They didn't use the gun, but I think it was when they established that it's a physical being. Right. That after it could probably get that. killed. It could, like, you could probably kill it. Maybe you're right. And then, um, and then they have a gun from there. There on, they get it through various means, and they make their plans. And all um, but yeah, as the thing kind of goes through people on the beach, it's knocking everybody out of the way. The girl with the glasses and a weird. I'm gonna call her a calm pilot. Yeah, yeah. Um, a clam pirate. Yeah. Cl- cl- clam, clam pilot. Clam, clam pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's weird. They're hard to say. Uh, but um, she gets knocked out of the way too by the creature, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, oh shit! All right. Well. And it doesn't kill anyone else. It's just get out of my way. Yeah, like, I I don't want you guys. I want the person who has this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of subplot basically because the thing is sexually transmitted. Uh, a major part of the story becomes like, okay, Jay, if you transmit it to somebody else, then then it won't be on you anymore. You can live. And obviously, the little puppy, her little puppy boy best friend, yeah. he wants to be the one that she transmitted to, obviously. Um, but not, I, I don't think it was that kind of way, though. I feel like it was very much a kind of generosity, mm-hmm. like, oh man, let me do this for you. That and um, the... Uh... Because whoever used to have the curse could still see it. Right. So it's... Because uh, you're on the waiting list. Uh, yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but, like, the, them two together could always have each other's back. Right. It's basically like, let me share this burden uh, with you. Because it would still be her burden if he dies. She's next and they're together all the time. So it's like double whammy. Like for, right. For the... Four hours are better than two. Like, if they're both asleep in bed at one night and it right. kills him... And then she's right, just inches away. It's oh, like, there we you go. Too, two at once. Yeah. It's like, now I can get that weird dude tied to a chair. Yeah, you're next, buddy. And, the only, and another thing that sucks, it's like you almost can't trust the curse with someone else because mm. if that person ends up dying that night, you have no one to warn you that right. it's coming for you. Nobody can see it. Yeah. And the one person that did is dead. Yeah. He can't warn you. And it's a big, it, I mean, it does become a big story element of like who she passes it to because it is also kind of her. Uh, coming of age because she doesn't Jay as a character it's not very much a character piece there's not a lot of character mm-hmm. examination it's mostly the monster yeah but but she is 
a sympathetic character. Like you kind of can understand. Like mm-hmm. she's she's longing for a childhood that she lost. You know, you can never go home again type yeah. thing. And this is kind of the transition, I guess, from childhood to adulthood, where it's like, all right, after this is final. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. dealing with this now, I'm an adult. I can't ever go back. Yeah. Um. And so she's an interesting character. Like she has her motives, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. But she doesn't want to choose just how oh, I'm going to have sex with this guy, give it to him because that's a bigger choice for her. Yeah. That's the defining moment, so to speak. And if she does it with this guy, no pun intended, <laughs> um, with the best friend, then that changes their relationship in a way. Mm-hmm. So she chooses the other guy who is the, uh, the bad boy type, I guess mm. you could say. Real bad boy. He's the, uh, <laughs> he's a real bad boy. Um, he's the, um, Ah, Mario Lopez character, I guess you could say. Um, remember Mario Lopez, you guys, from Saved by the Bell? I remember. E! News fame. <laughs> or not E! News, what was Is it? Is this the guy from Atypical where he plays the autistic person on uh, that Netflix show? Uh, I don't know, actually. Uh, I've never seen Atypical. Uh, uh, I'll vamp. You can, you can see it. <laughs> um, but it, he's the he's the cool guy. You know, so mm-hmm. so she chooses to do it with him instead. Oh um, yeah, yeah, okay, no, so I, I, they they choose to have sex. I think um, that guy's on Fear the Walking Dead. I think so, um, but basically to pass it on to him because, and to very much the nerdy kid's chagrin, mm-hmm. um, the cool guy has a better chance of getting laid again. <laughs> um, so it can be passed on to somebody else. She gave it to a dope, really. That's what. Yeah, she so like the 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 cool guy has a better chance of passing it on in the future Mm -hmm. as opposed to the nerdy kid (laughs) so she gives it to him and oh boy does he get killed (laughs) Ooh, he gets killed quick fast he like probably set a new record for how fast yeah like the next night he was dead (laughs) um so basically uh the attack at the beach um she gets away she passes it on, or not even passes it on. They don't show us, but basically Jay gets away from the attack on the beach. She drives away with the car, leaves her friends, and she crashes in a cornfield. Mm. She crashes in the cornfield and then goes to, like, uh, she's back to the beach. Yeah. And basically she swims out to a raft full of dudes, like a, a boat, a fishing boat type, mm-hmm. with, like, two or three guys on it. And the implication is that she passed it on to those guys. Uh. Um, she comes back to land. I can't remember how she gets in the hospital. Oh, she goes to the hospital finally because of the car crash. Mm-hmm. Or other way around. Sorry. She goes in the car crash when she gets back from the hospital. Mm. She goes out to the beach and has sex with those guys. Uh, However it is, anyways. It's, imp- it's implied that she passes it on. Mm. Um, but it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's still with her. She doesn't go through with it, or maybe those guys died, et cetera, et cetera, but... She didn't brief them. <laughs> yeah, the cool kid gets it. And um, that night, um, the cool kid's at his house. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Let me look at this. Uh, the cool kid is basically at his house, and everybody, everybody's, like, back to normal. They're like, okay, I'm going to start running in the morning. We'll be okay, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But in the night, um, his house gets broken into. Somebody breaks the window. And Jay, from her house, witnesses this. Those feet wiggling in through the window. Yeah, she watches the, the creature go into the cool kid's house to go and get him. Mm-hmm. And she's calling, calling, calling. He's not answering. It reminded me a little bit of um, 
Johnny Depp in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can see that. I can't even remember. Was he? I can't remember what he was doing. Um, the guy at his house, but he might have been listening to music. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was. Um, that's kind of, that seems like a very homo- obvious homage, I'll say. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the creature sneaks into the house and he's not answering calls. So Jay's only resolve is like, "Well, I'm gonna go over there." So she goes over. She breaks in the window. She has all cast up. She's mm-hmm. you know beat up from the day. Um, but she goes in the window as well, just in time to see this dude get murked. <laughs> so basically, this thing takes the shape of his mother. Uh, she kill it kills his mother and takes her shape, mm-hmm. and she's got one uh, breast hanging out, which is very very strange decision. Um, Naked people are scary. Yeah, I really, honestly, like, um, and I guess maybe that's part of the point. Um, because there's because there's so much relation to STDs and sexually transmitted things, yeah. this is the opposite end of the spectrum where like you're showing nudity but taking away all the sexuality yeah. from it. Like, I mean, imagine waking up and you know, not to get water, and some fat naked dude is staring at yeah, you. Yeah, just like just somebody standing who's, there waiting who's for you, coming to kill you. Naked, like it's oh god, kill me with clothes so, on. Like, so <laughs> I never actually noticed that before, but yeah, kind of removing removing the lens of sexuality from mm-hmm. the nudity. Yeah. Really kind of frames it in a whole different way. Sick, nude people in the dark are terrifying. Yeah. It is, and as Jay's going over to the house, there's just a naked guy standing on the house. It's just like, all right, come I mean, on, Look at Shining. Uh, yeah, very the true. The tub scene. Oh, don't talk about yeah. it. <laughs> oh. But, but yeah, um, it's very much a, a kind of defining moment for her. Another one, really, because, I mean, it's a coming-of-age movie at heart. Uh-huh. You know, uh, and Jay has to make these choices of like, yeah, I'm fucked up, but this creature's going to go kill this dude. It's my fault because I'm the one that chose him mm-hmm. over the nerdy cat. So she goes and do take uh, the creature takes the shape of his mother, um, comes in and has sex with him. And then as she's having sex with him, she drains the life force out of him. Well, she like... Forces herself on yeah, him. Yeah, well, I mean, he had no choice. Like, it just... Yeah, it's way too strong. I think, like, from the get-go, he was, like, in a crazy trance, like... They... That's right, because it was such a shocking vision seeing his mom that way. She probably just rushed him and just, like... Had no choice, like, she just forced herself on him, and then as she's kind of enacting the sexual act, she kills him. Mm-hmm, and it's just gross. Oh, it's disgusting. He's foaming out the mouth and stuff. It's like, it's like, yeah, and, and it was a little, it, it was a little, obviously it was very shocking, and it was actually scary, mm-hmm. as opposed to like nowadays, you know, jump scares or everything, and it's just startling. No, this is just uh, not even a jump scare. There, were, I don't think there's any jump scares in this movie. Hardly. I mean, the, the tall guy coming through the door is probably qualifies, oh, yeah, the, well, but like, I mean, that's a great little sequence, though. Mm-hmm. Well, like, also the the explosion through the wall. Like, oh, you're right. Kind of yeah. made me jump a little a bit. A couple of times where it appears in the background mm-hmm. and you kind of go, oh, shit. Mm. Um, especially in the early on when you don't know what's happening mm. uh, with Jay and the guy's first date at the movies. Yeah. And it's just standing in the back and you would never notice it until it's pointed out. Um, but it, it really... It didn't really kill in one specific way. That's what it kind of was disappointed about, maybe. It was uh, it got um, creative. Yeah, it did. Because uh, when I first, obviously, we talked about the first kill where the girls dismembered on the beach. I was like, oh, man, this movie's going to be brutal. Um, but it really doesn't do anything that graphic again when it kills people. Mm. Um, it kills, well, we can assume it kills the sailors or the fishermen, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the only people we see get killed are the guy. Um... Not the guy from before. The guy from before who gives it to Jay actually lives, doesn't he? 
Yeah, nothing ever happened to him. <sighs> he got off scot free. Wow, man. Well, <laughs> he doesn't kind of get a backstory where it was like it was done to him the same way or similar mm. way, and he hadn't he didn't know, so he had to learn all the rules himself mm. or something similar like that. Um, but he he kind of gets away. But the only person we see die besides the girl in the beginning is the cool guy. Um, yeah, and he dies in a very yeah, strange. See the process of it. Yeah, very strange way. Ooh, <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> but um, from then on, Jay and her friends have to decide. Like, okay, we got to get a plan. So Jay comes home immediately from that. She's traumatized essentially, mm. and she has sex with the. Um, nerdy kid um, so she finally passes it on to him they have kind of like a reconciliation of their relationship thing mm. and she passes it on to him and he immediately drives out to a prostitute perfect choice <laughs> like <laughs> great choice because by by weekend you're gonna be three four people down the line bud so yeah. you know what I mean so, that's actually a genius yeah and those people are going to have sex with other people and you know so on and so forth. probably never going to know she's cursed exactly it'll be, <laughs> it'll be gone in the next two hours and they're hyper vigilant too it's very you know, true just they see that coming like hey who are you you, know, like, you got my don't touch me you know? yeah they'd be, they'd be gone <laughs> pimp named Slickback walks up and beats the hell out of it and follows demon <laughs> well, no he won't even he won't even believe her you're like, I'm oh, telling yeah, you. Right. It's like, I don't see what you're I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's only one bill. Get back to work. But let's let's legalize prostitution so sex workers can get paid, please. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, it's really like a smart move. It's a like, great move. It is a fantastic move. It's like night to E4. Like, all right, you're, you're playing just now. But anyways, <laughs> the kid get, immediately passes it off to a prostitute and comes back. And their whole plan is, if the thing comes back, we got to kill it. And it kind of reminded me of like, uh, it lended more into that 90s, or excuse me, 80s sensibility, mm-hmm. where it's just like kids on a mission type thing. It's like little, it's like little rascals, <laughs> but just growing up hunting a sex demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I guess I wouldn't call it coming of age. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. It's coming of age. In a, in a little ways. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, this movie's one of these things that really kind of just stuff Comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it, it does stick with you. I feel like this is one of those ones that I haven't... I always think about this, about this movie a lot. Yeah, and especially last week when we were, we were just coming up with, you know, what we were going to talk about this week. It's our mm-hmm. first Halloween type-ish movie. Yeah. But, like, the welcoming atmosphere of this into fall and, For like... Sure. The, the way that it kind of builds over... Because the whole movie is tension. Like, it's tension throughout. I know, because it's... Where is it? Where is so, it? Yeah, where you're is? just like... You're on a... You're walking a tightrope the entire time. Like, you should be running right now. You should be running feet off... Like, pedal to the metal. Man, I'm... I, if I... If you have that disease... If you have this curse and you're rich... Like, there's lots of ways of, like, getting around. I, I feel like... Oh, yeah. Get, getting away... Because, like... It's chasing me. I'm in New York... I'm gonna go to California. And yeah, honestly, wait for it to come to. Yeah. So, uh, if I were rich, rich I, if I were rich, I'd build like a um, a bridge, like kind of like a like an Ewok village type bridge <laughs> through the skies of New York. Just connect skyscraper to skyscraper, skyscraper. I'd go to any building I want. Steel vault doors for your like apartment <laughs> buildings and stuff like. Oh man, 
I thought Rich would have a Doctor Doom apartment in New York. That'd be it. Oh yeah, booby oh, traps. Oh yeah. Oh oh god. Black you know, magics. Hidden trap doors, all mm. this stuff, because it can't be injured. So yeah. it's like it's like uh, I was hoping you would come back. It's like I was. <laughs> we meet again, Richard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have like. You know, yeah. like a pit of lava, and you step on the wrong mm-hmm. step on the wrong stone in the middle of it, and you sink into it. All kinds of shit. Closing in walls with spikes on them. Classic <laughs> stuff, you know. The gator pit, and then the crazy thing is, it's invisible to them. But the gators are gonna be chilling and like this invisible. Yeah, as, as soon as they smell something, that's just it. Bite whatever. <laughs> I it, it, one. I wonder if this thing, because it is. Like I said, it's a chain email. <laughs> it's literally like save, save Bloody Mary in the mirror, and it's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a physical thing. It can be touched. It can be killed. Mm. Well, it can't be killed. It can be slowed down. I get, well, it can be killed, but I think it can come back just like a oh, few yeah, days Oh, yeah, so let's, so let's mention it. So um, their basic plan is like, okay, um, the prostitute must have gotten killed or something like that because it comes back to Jay. Mm. Um, so it comes after Jay again, and they go to an old abandoned pool of their high school or something like that. Mm. And they get all the electronics they can get. Basically, their whole plan is they're going to lure the monster into the pool with using Jay, mm. and pull Jay out and electrocute the monster with all the electronics. It's no dummy. Yeah, um, real uh, kindergarten type plan. <laughs> uh, it's like you're gonna just throw a toaster in the bathtub. <laughs> it's like I'm an ancient demon. Yeah. That I think I have all day to think about this. There's no way I'm going to grab your friend while I'm in here. No way, huh? (laughs) Well, like, well, she was in the pool all their way. Immediately grabs her. Well, not even just that. It uh, starts picking up the stuff and trying to electrocute her. Oh, that's right. It starts throwing things into the pool pool at her. Yep. It throws a bunch of chairs trying to, like, knock her out. And it does actually knock her out. Because it wasn't, like, it walked in there, looked at everything, and was like, this, you guys are Come for one. (laughs) It's like, I'm... Are you fucking serious? Insulting my intelligence. Like... And it was trying to electrocute her with the, the toasters and all that stuff. Like yeah, that. <laughs> it was such a strange scene. So they have, um, they have a one, they have one pistol. Uh, looks like a little four, sh- little think. yeah, thirty-eight four shot or maybe six shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, their whole thing is they're gonna kill this monster and shoot it into the pool. Now, granted, they can't see the monster, so they have to depend on Jay. Pointing from inside the pool yeah. <laughs> to where the monster is, <laughs> so they can shoot it. And I think they use a blanket. They do. They use a blanket and throw it on top of the <laughs> monster and shoot it that way. Uh, but before they do that, um, Jay's pointing. Oh, it's over there! It's over there! Nerdy kid is shooting. Shoots this nerdy girl right through the leg. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> he shoots her right through the leg. Forgot because he that. aims. He's aiming at the invisible monster and aims right at her. You can't blame the man. Uh, I a can't, little bit you can, actually. Yeah. It's just like, geez. So he, he only hits her in the calf, though, so he'll live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's most, the calf is like one of the biggest masses of muscle on your body, so mm-hmm. you'll be fine. On average, people. Yeah. But Maybe limp for a few months. You know, you'll, you'll yeah, you, you'll, you'll wear a cast, whatever. Get over you'll it. have a cool story. Yeah. Fought an inter, fought a interspace took a ancient bullet. demon. Yeah. Took a whatever bullet from is. a friend. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> Throw the blanket over. So they do throw the blanket over its head. And granted, he shoots that motherfucker right in the head. Yeah, he does. He blasts it in the head. No hesitation. He's like, Um, finally, I can see it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I mean, I guess that's kind of his character revelation. But um, he shoots it in the head. It falls into the pool. But it's not dead yet. Mm. It's getting Jay. So it's still going after her. Still pulling her. And they decide to just electrocute it. 
that Jay barely gets out or she doesn't get out. I can't. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm fuzzy on the details. It's been a minute. I thought the gunshot did kill it because I remember seeing like the large puddle. Of blood oh, you're there. right. They they shoot it and then it's kind of like, like she could tell that it was dead. Like and I guess nobody else. I mean, she I think like confirmed it. Yeah, but, it's over. Mm-hmm. And like, but they, there's like a really cool shot where it's. The blood is doing something kind of, or maybe it was just spreading, but I feel like the blood was doing something weird kind of like in the pool. like. Ah, uh, yeah. And there's like just a shot where it's just staring at the blood spreading. You're right. Like, but um, that was a awesome scene, man. Like, it I, really I was. I love the use of the blanket. It was like, Invisible Man. Like, What are you going to do? Just throw a blanket on top of his head? Or throw paint on him or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, it really worked as uh, the culmination of all that tension. Mm-hmm. Like, because the movie, like we said, it's tension throughout, but it really gives you, like, as dopey as it is, it gives you a good little climax of, mm-hmm. like, okay, this team has been, like, they've been down and out, they've lost a couple members, but now they're banding together to try to beat this thing. Yeah. It's very, like I said, it's very 80s. It reminds me of Ghostbusters. And they just got really lucky, too, because they're lucky they're all trapped in and killed them. Oh, so yeah, like absolutely. They were just... Sheer luck, like like you said, it was dopey. So it's like out of just sheer luck, you got lucky. Like you uh, shot one of your friends, your trap sucked. Like yeah, it was awful. <laughs> like you electrocuted your other friend, all kinds of shit. But they do escape, they get away, and as they're going back home, we kind of get like a little flash. Um, well, we get a flash forward basically. So after this thing is done, we see Jay. And the nerdy kid. Sorry, I'm not can't remember names, but they're all so common names. Yeah. That I'm just like, all right, whatever. And you know the characters weren't bad, but they weren't like the movie itself. Like the monsters, the most or the plot is the most memorable. Right. The stand. The characters. The characters they're fine, but they're not like. They're, I'm not recalling. Hey, you know, so Joey, so and so is incredible. Yeah. No. Yeah, but at the end we find Jay and the nerdy guy, and they're walking just through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and it's winter time. They have a coat. Uh, the nerdy kid is dressing a little more cool. Yeah. He's got like a hoodie and a jean jacket on. Got some confidence now. Yeah, he's, uh, and he has a girl. They're holding hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, they're the only two that can see the monster. Yeah. So they're watching each other's back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it does seem genuine because they have, uh, when they have their um, romance scene, mm-hmm. when they have their like final like, confirmation, when they have sex and everything, it's very tender. Like they're, they're very, you can yeah. see that they actually do like each mm-hmm. other. And so at the end, it's believable that, yeah, they'd be together. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. After all the shit they've been through together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the cool kid's dead, so, hey. Yeah. The only thing that just sucks is, like, now you're in a relationship, you have to be loyal. You know, you can't pass yeah, it on to anybody that's else. Yeah, that's right. Well, I wonder if you still could. Because the thing is theoretically dead. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, So as they're walking down, they're know. just walking down the sidewalk holding hands. But in the far distance, like, in between them walking... It's just somebody walking. And kind of walking a little bit like a zombie. Exactly. A bit, like some walking dead and character. It's a, it's, it, cuts, it cuts to credits before, but it's very ambiguous of, are they actually still being followed or mm-hmm. are they not being followed? I guess when you kill one, you get a nice little vacation from it, and then it's like back to work. Yeah, all right. I'm it's still like, a demon. I'm coming back um, for you. Yeah, or it's like respawns. You know, like yeah. a video game. Like. Um, there has been talk of a sequel, so I guess that's kind of a clue... To it still being alive. Yeah. What um, but it's a nice little ending of like, after all they go through, you can kind of believe what you want to believe about the ending. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if you thought they got away, yeah, they got away. If you think they didn't, no, they didn't. <laughs> um, I like to think that they did, even though I like the, I like the creepiness of just having somebody in the background. Yeah. Because that's, it's, 
the nice meta- to see a win, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And that metaphor of like, well, regardless of whether they have it or not, they're going to be followed by thinking they do mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. They're always going to be looking over their shoulder. Going to sleep at night's going to suck. Ooh, they're going to have sleeping shifts. You have to, or, or motion sensors, uh, alarm system. Yeah. And Music I mean, moves. big lack of parents in this movie. I noticed that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, it's like no Ed, parents Ed, Ed, at all. Like no parents. Um, you ever hear that Ed and Eddie theory? That they're uh, maybe, all dead. Yeah, maybe we'll do that on After Hours one day, talk deep about that. But if, Our good friend Brandon went heavy into that. Uh, uh, I Honestly, I kind of believe. But anyways, <laughs> um, no parents in this. It's kind of just Jay and her friends um, watching their old vampire movies, mm-hmm. reading Clam Pilots. <laughs> I finally got it on the first try. There you go. Um, they're, they're just hanging out. So it, it really is kind of like just like this insular group of friends trying to make it against crazy odds. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's a good little movie. I dig it. Uh, $2 million budget, which it's nothing. Yeah. Like, and I'm not, I don't know about DVD sales, but I think like it may have gotten picked up by a streaming service or something like that. I mean, like people have definitely like through word of mouth, I think have seen, seen it more. Right. I think more people have seen it. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, um, Box office is twenty three million. So I mean, that's that's one hundred and ten. Yeah, that's one hundred ten percent return. So hey, do your thing. Um, it was. It's. It's been widely regarded as one of the best new age horror movies. I feel like maybe that's what I'm going to call it because um, we have these new age horror movies uh, starting with this, of course. But like the witch. Um, they focus on psychological. Yeah, I mean, coming up the lighthouse. A lot of a lot of movies that are really basically what The Shining did. Yeah, I was just about to say in the same in the similar vein of The Shining, mm-hmm. uh, where they're kind of just like an examination of um, what is the what is the old saying from The Shining? Uh, quietly going insane together. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of all of these movies, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I love that it follows just such a simple little movie. Yeah. Like it's just like oh yeah, this thing follows you. Have a super slow pace. That's the whole movie. It just comes after you. Drive somewhere. You may have a few hours till it comes to you. And uh, just don't stick around anywhere too long. Yeah. That's really the... Definitely. Well, that does bring up the question, though. Obviously, this is a myth. It's uh, it's based in Detroit, Michigan, though. Um, Real place. Hey, Flint. and Say Flint. Mm -hmm. Need clean water. But what would you do if you contracted, I guess, is the best word? Contracted the It Follows disease. Uh, let's say, you know, it just happens to happen one night. And you know the all, you know all the rules in the morning when you wake up, somehow. Somebody wrote you a letter, let's say, before mm-hmm. they left. Which is not nice, but hey, it's better than tying me to a chair. <laughs> um, somebody wrote you a letter that tells you, hey, I got, you got this disease now, or this STC. You're going to have to do this, this, and this. If you ever stop, it's going to catch you. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know, like like I was saying earlier, if do I get to be rich in this scenario? No, you're you. Oh, man, I'm done. Oh, I'm screwed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, like, just going to bed. Like, I don't have money to travel. Well, theoretically. Or go, away, go far Theoretically, away you can, you can, you have resources. You can do whatever you need to do. Uh, I'm, I'm, as well as I can do, as far as I can get, I'm driving, I'm driving, Probably to California or somewhere, mm, and then country. I probably that gives me probably a few months, and then when I see it again, I go somewhere else far again. That probably gives me another month, a couple months. Well, this brings up the big idea of is it? I think does it just, follow? Does it follow as 
a single entity I think coming it, after you? I think it does. Or is it a single entity that's able to appear where you are? I don't think it appears. I think it straight up just walks at a pace. Because um, when the guy... Uh, when the guy brought the girl up and he had her tied up and she's like, what's going on and all that. He's like, it should be here by now. Kind of some, some long Oh, lines that's that. right. He, he does. Kind of, he knows yeah. how long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. It's like it, any minute now it should be walking up. Like I, like that's what I'm saying. It's like, what if you fly to Europe? Is it going to just walk through the beach onto the ocean? Oh yeah. It's or like, could it walk at the bottom of the sea all the way? That's what I mean because, like, if you're if you're in another country, like you said, across an ocean, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it would walk all the way across the ocean. I feel like it would appear as someone that's in Europe as well. Like it can manifest wherever you are. That is terrifying, but it does still have to walk to you. That is terrifying, but I think I mean I I you could be totally right. Who knows? I think it's uh, that, but um, also a zeppelin, uh, maybe. Oh yeah, I I would uh, just live in a luxury zeppelin. World is yours, Tony. It's like, you ain't coming to get me up here in my sky palace. Yeah. Like, Theoretically, you could do it, like an airship type thing. Yeah, there's, I mean, just the Avengers helicarrier. Just <laughs> fly somewhere, um, like, as I'm descending, you know, to get, you know, go back down and get some supplies. Like, I'm sure if I'm just floating in one spot forever, it's probably just standing there looking yeah, up at like, me. All right, I'll eat you when you come down, bro. Maybe just fly to another state, crash down there at the airport, get some snacks. Oh, uh, yeah. I got 12. I got, oh, I got about an hour before it shows up. Get my food, maybe, you know, all that stuff. Meet people. You could take them up there with yeah, you. It's like, say, chief, like, come hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of mission would you be on flying? As, I can't imagine, like, in the 21st century. But it's like, like talking to somebody. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't even know how you buy a Zeppelin nowadays. You could probably get custom made. I mean, yeah, if you're, like, a millionaire or something like that. But you can, like, like Goodyear. Yeah, true. But a Zeppelin uh, with, like, you know, a kitchen and all. Because, you know, those cross-country Zeppelins, they were, like, luxury airplanes. They had food on them, like, kitchens. Yeah, they make them, like, uh, like RVs in the sky nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm just getting into this big-ass giant uh, Zeppelin, and I'm hiding from this <laughs> son of a bitch. I, like, wonder if I, I wonder if I would try to kill it. Oh, I probably would, too. Uh, maybe. You know, like, just maybe... I mean, obviously, they shot it in the head, which, I mean, hey, that's like pretty much... in that thing's mouth. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> shooting it in the head is, like, pretty standard for everything on Earth. Like, if you shoot it in the head, it'll probably die. Maybe it has but, the same healing factor. Exactly. Like, if I'm going to go all out, I'm going to put a Minecraft creeper next to it so it can blow up. And <laughs> I'm going to do all kinds of crazy shit to make sure that it's dead, dead. Especially because it's a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, you could catch it. You know what, what I mean? You like you put could, it in a cage. Exactly. You could chain it to the earth and then well, 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 live your life. <laughs> well, I wonder what its super strength is. Exactly. So You'd have to see that's what I mean. so if it's if it's a single entity that has to walk across the ocean to get to me, mm-hmm. then that means it can be chained. Mm. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Type thing. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it, if I would probably try to do that first and foremost, put it in an old basement in Virginia somewhere, just chain it down in a in a tomb. <laughs> and then live my life. Yeah, but I, I would try to kill it though. I mean, I chain it up and try to flamethrower it like Leonardo DiCaprio. And... I I would have a study with like a bunch of big game animal heads on the wall and a fireplace, and I would have it chained up, and I'll just be drinking my drink like yes. scotch, and then it'll be staring at me, and I'll be staring at it, and I'll be like, 
You are my best prize. Like, That's enough for tonight, Dante. Stirring the ice in my drink. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and just turn out of the room and leave him. It just stares at me. It says nothing, and I stare at it. It says nothing. Yeah, it's just standing there looking like my cousin Don. He's like standing there. <laughs> mm. All right. Man, I, I don't know. I, that, that'd be probably my first choice. Try to chop me. That's Either destroy, destroy or capture. That's not And if, if worse comes to worse, I'm just road tripping across the U.S. I'll just make a big, I'll just make a big, like, big lap like I'm a race car driver. <laughs> Every year, I'll just make a big lap across the U.S. That, big you figure eight. You know what? That kid's idea is a lot. Maybe that kid, when he went to the prostitute, maybe she just, her hours were slow. And, oh, yeah. But, like. Get to a Vegas prostitute. But, like, if you're uh, going cross country, man, go to a rest stop, get you a lot lizard. You know, like, they put in work. So yeah, it's like, and, tra- and truckers are always going across country, cross continent. Mm-hmm. It's it's possible. Get you a lot lizard. That's what you possible. is. Not just any old run of the mill prostitute. You know, get you a lot lizard. You can ensure that it's going down that family tree. Of yeah, curse, you of be curses. gone. You just be gone. So, but yeah, something like that, and maybe go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. You know. Thailand is just that's their main export. Atlantic is crazy, but we try crossing the Pacific. Those waters are rough. So yeah, she could be walking forever. Yeah, and then finally, maybe like a year later, you got a restaurant, and that monster comes in naked in the middle of the restaurant. It's like, well, nobody <laughs> here is naked. So yeah, it's like, like, oh, okay. Like the SpongeBob means like I'm gonna head out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little too much. That visual is like, I, I do think that this is a great. I mean, obviously, the sexual transmitted diseases is, like, a big element of it. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a great representation of kind of, like, the stigma of that first. Yeah. But also, like, the hysteria of it mm-hmm. second. Like, the like first of all, get tested. If you haven't, guys, know your status. It's best. Always. <laughs> trust me. Get tested for your curses. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make sure no demons are coming after you in your sleep. <laughs> um, but also... It, it covers the stigma of it in a way that, like, she has to admit to her friends. She has trouble admitting to her friends that, like, she this happened to her. Mm-hmm. Like, for the first few days after she's dropped off naked on the front lawn, yeah. she doesn't speak about it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, she refuses to talk to anyone. She just sits there and floats in the pool, and looks they suicidal. All, they all assume that she was, like, sexually assaulted, too. Right. And it's just, like, it's... And that's kind of how it's treated, mm-hmm. where it's, like... I mean, that's what it looked like. like yeah, it really did. Car, like, uh, especially know. the way that um, when he first transmitted it to her, it, it was really, like I said, it takes that whole sexual aspect. As much as it separates it from the nudity, it also takes a sexual aspect and desexualizes it yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird to say, but like the sexual aspects of this movie aren't sexual at all. Like when mm-hmm. she passes it on to the cool guy, and when she has the tender moment with the nerd, like the sexual moment isn't impactful at all it's how desexualized it is yeah because sex in this movie is just a vehicle for the disease mm-hmm. curse whatever you want to call it yeah curse disease there you go go scurvy ghost scurvy <laughs> there it is you just need some ghost lemons get out of there <laughs> but man i i love this movie yeah. It's a good little car co- it's a good i almost say comedy <laughs> no it, it has a little sprinkles though though um, it's a good little drama, good little horror movie. Um, up there with The Witch, not in terms of quality, but um, like atmosphere, impact. It's definitely psychological, mm. like how the new age horror movies are. But the one thing that's different from like The Witch or an Ari Aster movie, it's not as morbid. Very true. It's it. This does feel like a classic 80s 
um, horror movie. Like um, a thriller type. But that's of... still psychological, though. Yeah, not it's blood still... splashing all over the place. Yeah, it's still equally as, like, disturbing as the rest of those movies, but it's not... There's a little... I don't know. I guess the atmosphere is a little, a little more br- subtlety. The atmosphere is a little brighter than the rest of those movies. Right. And I don't mean brighter physically because, you know, Midsommar was bright. It's but, not as heavy. Yeah. Because uh, exactly. I, I think we talked there's about There's not that. emotional. Yeah, there's no people mourning in this movie. Yeah, I think we talked about this. We might have talked about this off mic uh, about The Witch a little bit, but there's not as much weight. Because mm-hmm. The Witch is like a very heavy movie. Yeah, it is. Um, family tension. All yeah, this. I'm assuming The Lighthouse, which is from the same director, is going to be really yeah, heavy as well. Yeah, it is. But this one is very much like you could watch this movie and then theoretically like go out to lunch still. Mm hmm. Like, if you're watching The Witch, like, that's all you're doing for that night is watching The Witch. Where all those movies have similar feelings, this is of the same caliber as those, just with a different vibe to it. Yeah. That's, that's the best way I can... And we've it. had summer horror, summery horror movies, mm-hmm. and we've had winter horror movies, which is The Witch, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one's kind of smack dab in the middle of... Like, this is a fall horror movie. It's a very much a atmospheric <laughs> type... A great movie to watch for Halloween. A that's great what one. we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we kind of... Juggle, we juggled a couple of titles to do for the first week of like the real spoopy stuff. Mm-hmm. But this was the first one because it is kind of that intro to the season yeah, type of thing. For sure. Um, and it's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love it, man. If you guys haven't seen it, well, we just spoiled most of it. Um, <laughs> and we talked about our dreams and nightmares. Yeah. Thanks for indulging us. I'll bring a dream book next time. <laughs> My drum box? <laughs> um, but it's a good movie, man. It's a, it's a nice little horror movie. It's a good movie to put on in a party, I feel like. Yeah. It's one of those movies where you don't have to pay attention strictly to it. Mm-hmm. But when you watch it, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Some shit's going down. It's like um, what we were saying earlier. Um, there's not really jump scares in it. But you still kind of jump. Like, I was with watching with my ex and when... She's seeing it in her home for the first time, and he's just big and just enters the door for him. Like, he doesn't jump at you, but he just kind of, like, casually walks in like yeah. that. And it's just like, whoa. It's like, so much it's more affecting. It's huge, and it's like, whoa. It's so like, much more affecting because it's not a jump scare. Yeah. If it had just been, oh, scary guys in the room. Okay. You're still getting scared shitless, and it's not even, like, psychological. Like, oh, it's just, like, that man is terrifying looking like. absolutely and it was that twist of the familiar too mm-hmm. i remember coming out of the movie i saw it at night but like i feel like that whole night and the next day i was terrified of door frames <laughs> like every time every time i opened the door i was like oh, okay <laughs> i gave pause so it, it really really was impactful definitely um it's one of the best movies of 2014. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good little handful of movies came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. But this was one of the ones, like I said, it was the only movie I hadn't seen in the theater when I went to see it. Mm-hmm. But it was jam-packed between, like, big names. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, this movie's really good. Definitely. $2 million? That's nothing. In movie world, that's nothing. Twenty yeah, twenty three mil profit. Um, they probably spent barely any money on marketing. I bet like, it really. I mean, I I remember seeing the trailer like once or twice, maybe. And I know Edgar Wright was promoting it pretty hard too. Yeah, he was. Um, I, I'd want to say he was friend of the director. Mm. Um, three production companies to get it done. Yeah, I mean, three production companies to still get a two hundred two million dollar movie. That means people were coming up with like five hundred k. You know people what I mean? It, like people, whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like it has a long tail. Like, it's kind of gotten a cult classic type of vibe nowadays. Because it really is revered. Like, critics loved it. Fans loved it. Yeah. Um, still very highly rated. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if we were doing this back then, it would have been on my year end list for sure. Um, which we're gonna start. Con- we're gonna start constructing uh, our individual year end lists soon, guys. Yeah, we get some um, good ones, and I and I don't think ours will be too, too much different. No, we'll especially because um, we both have seen movies independently of each other too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do go to pretty much every movie together, mm-hmm. but we also have seen in movies independent of each other. Yeah. So I feel like it'll really it'll be a variety of them, mm-hmm. but I feel like our top our top couple will be the same though. We For talk sure. about that a lot. Probably the ranking might be a little different, but it, we're all talking about the same movies though. Yeah. So, but we do have our end of the year coming up. Um, we kind of went long about it. Follows this. Yeah, week. a little longer than we thought we were going to be. Yeah. Uh, before the episode, just a little peek inside baseball. Before the episode, I was kind of saying I don't know if we have enough content to fill up. The whole hour and some change <laughs> with just it follows, mm-hmm. but I was sorely mistaken because this movie is incredible. Yeah, I I forgot how much I liked. This uh, movie. We didn't even really mention all the cinematography. It's a lot of center frame shots, mm-hmm. uh, like we said, big atmosphere, um, but a lot of cut ins too. Where it's like uh, in the very beginning when Jay's in the swimming pool, we cut into her hand just tracing the water. Mm-hmm. We cut into those blades of grass on her leg. Like it shows us this moment of her, these moments of her innocence. As we're getting the bigger chunks of the of the STC story, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, great cinematography study movie. If you guys are into filmmaking at all, um, but yeah, man, we did a good little chunk on It Follows. Definitely, I I I really like this movie though. Anytime anybody asks about recent horror movies, this is like one of the top few. Definitely, um, that um, and with the bundle of Ari Aster stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like Midsummer as much, but Hereditary for sure. Yeah. Um, this, The Witch, of course. And then, uh, there's a few other ones, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's weird how this is kind of, like, horror now exists in, like, two different lanes, where it's, like, it's either this real art housey like, Midsummer, It Follows type vibe, or it's The Conjuring. Which, The Conjuring ain't shabby. I Not think. shabby, yeah. but, I mean, Second this kind of, um, um, franchised show, because now they're on, like, a spinoff of a spinoff of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, with The Nun. Yeah. And... Annabelle and all these other movies. Ghost. Cinematic universe. Like. Yeah, so it's like the cinem- it's the uh, marvelification yeah. of horror on that path. And then on this path, it's just like, no, A24 is just going to put out bomb fucking movies every week. Mm-hmm. It's like, alright, cool. <laughs> I love A24 so much. Yeah, they're doing a great job. Um, best distribution company so far. And especially because they're producing a lot of stuff now, too. Mm-hmm. Well, they're giving a lot of smaller guys shots. So. Yeah, and they're they're really letting directors like have a voice in their own. Um, mm-hmm. It follows wasn't an A twenty four film, but it's just in that same wheelhouse. I guess is the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of eighties, the poster of the movie is very eighties. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, it's kind of like a if you guys remember Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh-huh. It's kind of like an insert from the panel of that. Sort of reminds me of a Goosebumps cover. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Jay is looking through a rearview mirror, and it's just her hand and her eyes her in eyes shock. Mm-hmm. And it says, it follows in red letters like The Shining. <laughs> um, good movie, though, man. Um, I, I might watch it again after this discussion, because there's a lot of things I... Me too, I might order it on the PlayStation when I get home. There's a lot of things that I... Uh, I forgot how much I liked it, I feel like. Yeah, me too. I mean, I knew... I, I mean, I always knew I liked it. Yeah. Like I said, I think about it a lot, but like... There's a lot of things that I forgot about that were in the movie. Because I've only seen it, I think, maybe twice. Mm, me too. Like, and it was like within a day span, like a two-day span, that I saw it twice. Like I, I saw it, and then I had to show it to my girlfriend at the time. So Did you like, see it in theaters at all? No. I, uh, mm. my, 
you know, like one of the few people in the world that still do it. My parents got it in the mail from Netflix. Oh, nice. It was delivered in the mail on Netflix, and we watched it. Uh, and my, my dad loaned it to me. He was like, it's pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> that's what he told me. That's, he just hands me the DVD. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I, I was skeptical about seeing it at first, but as soon as I did, I fell in love with it. Yeah. So, and I, like you, I, I saw it, that, I saw it in the theaters the first time, and I've probably watched it one more time on my own. Mm. And that was about it. But psh, if you guys haven't seen it, you just listen to a long talk about it. And you're missing out, and um, we ruined it. For I you, pity so. you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but uh, we went a little long about Filmcast. We were going to talk about Joker a little bit more, but we could save that. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking about a slasher flick. Now, we don't know just which one yet. We might do a coin toss or something. We might do a coin toss, but uh, I think that'll kind of get us proper in the Halloween spirit, is talking about lots and lots of blood and gore. Mm-hmm. Hack and slash. You Slow know. walking, but I'm around the corner when you're sprinting away from me. Yeah, like, kind of the the kind of the uh, next level of It Follows formula. Yeah. Like, it follows like, oh yeah, it comes after you, it dismembers you. Mm-hmm. And Jason's just like, oh, I'm going to come after you, I'm going to kill everyone you love. The one thing I'll say I like about the Michael Bay produced remake is it explains how he, well also, he's sprinting in that movie, Jason. That's true. He wasn't just walking in that. Uh, but the, he has a network of underground tunnels throughout the camp. Yeah. That's how he's able to like just pop out on And that did stuff. help. But and I was like, that's pretty cool. But uh, a cool aspect, but. We will talk more about just slashes in general next yeah, week, sure. but we're going to pick one probably mm-hmm. and talk about it. You know we love our movies. <laughs> um, and we got a nice little rest of the October. I keep wanting to call Halloween October Halloween because um, that's all it is to me. Yeah. <laughs> but we got a Halloween nice. month. Yeah. Uh, we got a nice little October lineup for you guys. Um, but next week we'll talk about all that a little more. Uh, we're going to be done for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely need some water. I've been talking for a minute. Yeah, I need some water. I need some sleep. Who are you telling me? But we figured we'd get the episode out to you guys a little early, a little early this week. Yeah. Trying to be on time. You know, work happens. Schedules hey, happen. No, it is. <laughs> but if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, if I got something wrong, which I usually get a little errors. I might have a little error segment every week where I go back on previous errors. Mm. That'd be cool. We'd correct yeah. them. Yeah. New York Times does it. I can do it. <laughs> Just, we have like a, you know, fuck up segment. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, if you'd like to contact us at all, you can email us at filmcastmail at gmail.com. Or you could DM us on Instagram at filmcastpodcast. Uh, I do check that, but we'll get the page up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is going to be it for us this week. Uh, Alex, final thoughts? Uh, go see it. That's yeah. the best thing I can say. Yeah. We're going to see Gemini Man probably this week. Uh, maybe something else. Reviews are a little lukewarm, it seems, but it like, is an Ang Lee movie. It is, yeah, but you know, I, I my I, my the child of my heart still trusts Will I Smith. Love Will Smith, yeah. Still trusts Will Smith. So we'll see. We might talk about that a little bit more, but that's gonna be it for us, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Right. Uh, please rate and review. And I'm gonna go to bed. Me too. Peace. See you.